Blog Talk Radio. On the spot analysis, am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get some. My Appreciate favorite, it. though. Am I? You're my favorite. Well, thank you yeah. so much. I, I think not. Put me on the e-meter and ask me a question and then it would float. Welcome to Come Get Some Day 88. It's part two. James Lott Jr. returns. We always have a lot of fun when we're talking. Um, just a couple things. I am Miami Six Man, Chris C. And uh, on Twitter, you follow me at Miami Six Man, or you can follow me at CGS here, or you can follow the Scientology content on CGS underscore extra, extra rather. And you can email, of course, using CGS here at gmail.com for either show for any content you want to talk about, definitely reach out to me there. Feedback's always welcome. I love when people subscribe to things and write notes and stuff. It's really helpful. I appreciate it when you do, and I thank you all for continuing to join in. 88 episodes in, and it just keeps getting better. As you know, next week – uh, not next week, tomorrow, Leah Remini will be on this show uh, for the Come Get Some Extra show. And – uh and next Thursday, there won't be a Thursday show. It'll be another uh, Thursday off, but I need to fo- put all my focus and all my energies into Friday show next week, as it's going to be a very important show uh, for the next two weeks on that one. Um, all right. Well, I always have fun here uh, with James Lott Jr., and we're going to talk a little bit more about his song, Am I, I Am Ready, rather. And uh, a lot of his projects he's doing and, and just things about life. And he even gives his opinion on Scientology today, which is, you know, the best he could do. And um, and we'll take you out again today uh, with a little clip of I Am Ready, uh, which I love listening to. So here it is, without further ado, part two of James Lott Jr. and his return to Come Get Some. There are people who, because of their economical status or where they live or the, the lifestyle they were brought up in, uh, maybe more poverty or maybe just the type of people they're around, they're not going to listen to certain music out of just, it's not cool to listen to. And when you can take something like rap or something that's something that's more, speaks more to young people who are maybe losing their way and it has something of value in it, then you can really take something back from that and make a difference. So I don't know if I, don't know if I talked in a circle there, but I was kind of trying to make that point. No, I mean, I, I, I get that. Oh, that's that's true. I mean, it's kind of it's like any well, any form of music, you know, could be horribly wrong and bad, right? Or really unhelpful. And I so I, I kind of went, so thinking back off what you're kind of saying is like yes, there's certain forms that went veering off the direction of like oh you know really, um, that it's like they're not really helping society, they're hurting it. Now it's because we get back into helping, so being conscious. I, I use that word all the time. That really does help. It can, it can really work. It really work. Cool. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, I think uh, what you're doing with the spoken word of inspiration, like I said, I look, I probably, I'm going to be honest, James, I probably never look at it. 
never probably never give it a thought if I don't know who James Lyle Jr. is. Because yeah. that's just not my kind of thing. But what listening to it, I forget it's James Lyle Jr. and I go and I just get into it. So I, I really did want to hear more. So I can't wait to see what you come up with next. And I can't, oh, I can't believe you're going bigger. Are you looking? So you're, you're looking to label it and everything, and maybe put out a CD at some point. I, well, I'm gonna put out, put out, I'm gonna put out a CD regardless. So, I mean, whether I do it produce it myself or not, I mean, that's what you're. Wow. If it gets picked up somewhere, that's great too. I mean, that's that's always that's always wonderful. <laughs> it's except, but a lot of times, I mean, Prince, the late George Michael, a lot of these folks really fought because a lot of these labels nowadays it's like three or four big labels. In a way. You don't want to be associated with them because then, then your creative control and ownership dwindles. Do it myself, it's a lot harder work, but yet I own more of it. He's like, Yeah, I go back to that producing. I'm a producer at heart. I can't help it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a producer at heart. I'm a person who is in charge. I'm a management person. I'm business. I can't help it. So it's just easier if I want to bring things. So unless I get a really good deal somewhere, I have to help you myself. There are places to print CDs and the things. I mean, being digital has helped everything. It's changed everything, too. Being digital has helped everything. Right. More people can do things for themselves, and more people are because it, it is. Well, one, there's that control factor. You want it to be yours, and once you hand it over to somebody else, you lose some of that control. Yeah. And, you know, also, you know, you know I have my books out, too. I, I self-publish my books, and that's something that I was told by a person, do traditional publishing, but also do self-publishing. It's like... Traditional publishing is going to take a long time and whatever. But if you self-publish, you literally could get picked up by them. You know, it, it gets worse. But again, you have ownership. It's yours. It's your content. Right. And nowadays, in every medium you do, you kind of want the most controls you can. It's harder work sometimes, but it's, like, but it's worth it in the end when you walk home and I look at my reports and I'm like, oh, I made this much money. That's great. I'll take that. Compared to if I was part of something huge that would make very less money. Right. How much how much percentage are you willing to lose on what you work so hard on? That's, that's a good question. I, I can yeah. tell you that's a good question. It depends on what the it depends on what the all the factors are. Because like right now, you know, um my royalty percentages are pretty high, both for my books and my music. Because I'm the 'cause I'm the writer. I'm the I, I write the I write the songs with the whole world sing them. Um I write the songs <laughs> and some of the music, but like, but also I'm co-producer. I'm executive producer. You know, it's like I'm a range of something. Like if I get, I get, I get more. You quadruple do, you quadruple dip, which is perfectly fine. Right. Well, they say it's a smart thing to do anyway. If you if you write your own song, that's that's the smartest thing. The money's in songwriting, and so that's something that I'm really looking into because I write a lot of songs. That's where the money comes from, and I can also, like I said, this one group song is doing one of my songs. So I don't have to sing on it. It's a song I wrote that I can get money from. You know, here's, here's a piece of advice like that from Maria Menounos and Kevin Negaro, who, you know, run Afterbus TV, and Maria, of course, on E! Television, and she's around for 100 years, and, and <laughs> Kevin Negaro's around for a long time, too. And still there. looks very young, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Maria is beautiful. Yes, she yeah. is. I had to throw that in just in case, you know. She hears it or something. Go ahead. We're friends. They know, you know me. We're friends. Um, I talk to them all the time. They know, they know what I mean by say. They know I'm just, I'm, I'm playing with them. And Kevin and I are on the same age, so we, you know, he calls he call me his Hollywood son. I call him his Hollywood, my Hollywood papa, because he gives me great, gives me great advice. But yeah, we're like around the same age, you know, this kind of thing. Um, but no, but they give me advice saying that you should be making money while you're sleeping. I love that analogy. 
Well, that is success, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that is success, right. You're, you're, even when you're not physically working on something, pieces of money streams are coming in somewhere. And that's what you want. And it's all about product, product, product. It's brilliant. It's very Hello? I think, I think it's the heart. Oh, I thought I lost so, you. That's the, <laughs> I complete that's what I take to heart is that if I can write songs and someone else records them, that's fine. If I can do a TV show and producer so I don't have to star in everything. I don't have to be in everything. I have enough going on, as you know, that I can I'm fine. But <laughs> I love collaboration. That's why I love coming on your show, I love coming on people's shows. I do other people's podcasts. It's like James, I'm like, I don't look at competition. I mean, there's no competition. I mean, it's like we're all in this together. Yeah. There's like room for everybody. Oh yeah. Everybody. I don't have a problem with that at all. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's one of the reasons cause we talk about being the good guys in the industry. That's one of the reasons so many people were supporting you, and you're able to be as successful as you've been and continue to be. Uh, let me ask you real quick. I like to pick your brain a little bit because you're because you know I like talking to you. And sometimes even on your even on your Periscope, sometimes I will totally throw your Periscope off track with some kind of question about life. What's that? Which I love. I love. I love random periscopes. I love random conversations. I love. I love when things go ten different directions. I love that. So, so you're a life coach, and and yeah. you you handle you do so many different subjects. You handle so many different things. You're looking at from different angles. You seem to be like the everyman. You know, you're you're almost like a Buddha of knowledge and and wisdom over there. Uh, as this life coach Buddha type person of uh, James Lott Jr. is, what's scaring you most about modern times, and what do you think we can do to to improve just the general scope of what's going on in in the world? What's scary is, you know, I, I'll, I'll even localize it to just America because it may be something I wear, of course, but I'll just say America. That's where I live. Um, we are a young country, and we have not reconciled our past. We really and haven't. I'm sorry? We really haven't. We haven't. And that's, not, that's on both sides. That's both black, white, Latino, it doesn't matter. I think, I think all of us, and say us, I think just say you and me, but all of us collectively, we have not reconciled our past. So, and in, in many cases, a lot of our people are still in I call mental slavery, where and it, it could be a bad thing, it could be things, it could be self-imposed, it could be imposed on. Um, it's just, it's just, it's complete. The mindset is such that everyone is hurting. Everyone's feeling, in my opinion, everyone's feeling like they're not being heard. Everyone's feeling like they're being displaced. Yeah. It's like I call it the pain Olympics. Everybody has their own, like, my pain is more than your pain. No, my pain is more than your pain. Like, but I feel like, as a life coach, I see it as everyone is hurting. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, black, white, old, young, south, north, east, west. Everyone seems to be hurting and wanting their piece of the pie. So what's happening, what scares me, and what makes me this upset is that how far I was willing to go, because I've seen it go awry. Um, to get the piece of the pie, and or to uh, you know assert their power or to feel powerful, um, and I've seen it on both sides of the spectrum. 
Um, and it's mostly both many sides of the spectrum. And that just going to get worse. It's um, an I endless cycle. Right. Go ahead. It's an endless cycle. Right now it is. It's, we're, we're going in circles. It's just, it's just kind of, it's kind of just, in my opinion, it's just, it's kind of, we're just chasing our tail. And it's, and it's kind of, nothing is really, nothing is, the small things are changing. But then there's, but the, but I think with this election, and the whole election period, you know, preceding that, shows that we are not done. We are not post So far away. We're not post anything. We got a little complacent. Yeah. And so I think now we're seeing the true nature of everyone. Yeah. And that's what's scary. That's what's scary on all sides. We'd almost rather not have heard. <laughs> Sorry? We'd almost rather not have seen it. Yeah. Maybe. It's such, it's such, what, what do you think? What, what maybe, do you think? maybe it's necessary. Maybe we need to face the worst of us, the worst of ourselves and each other to get through it. And maybe this is the grow. Maybe this is the growing pain right here. Maybe, hopefully. Well, we created the monster. Mm-hmm. So we can't really get upset when we see a guy who was a reality show star in the latter part of his career become our president. It's like we created that. The Kardashians. The you know all they get they get they get they get crap all the time too. But again. We created that, and we watched it and continue it. So you can't really be too shocked when certain outcomes happen. You know, it all started with the real world. You know, like 100 years ago, we started with them. Oh, yeah. You know, going to you know, strangers in the house and, and conflicts. And, like, yeah, at first, it was like it was a great social experiment. It probably sounded like that at first. The first couple of seasons, it was that. The housewives. The first couple of seasons of the Housewives was so innocuous and just so like tame. Like, oh, okay, you're seeing rich people in New York. You're seeing rich people in, in, in Orange County. Like, now it's it's a business. Sensationalization. So, sorry. Sensationalization. Yeah. And now we have a president who says that's where we want. <laughs> we created that. We did. We created. We created that. We, we you know we created that. We created that environment for that to happen. As we all got to take responsibility in that and kind of go, okay, now how can we fix it, of course, and how can we move on from here? But, that, but my thing that scares me is that it's just, it's just it's a scary time because I'm being attacked by many different sides of things during this time period that's rough. And I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to hold on and make a way for myself. I've still got bills to pay and grandchildren. And you know, i got things I want to do. And I want to live a happy life. I don't want to be angry all the time. Right. You don't need and, that and fight. I, you, you just want no. to live. I want to live. I, I want to live. And I think most of I think most of us. That's all we want to do. It's like it's the it's the loud minority that really you know stands out. But most of us, I think most of us just want to live our lives and just like not be bothered and have good sex and eat good food right. and watch some good entertainment and go to a couple of football games in the, in the fall. That's all most of us want to do. You know, you know what I mean? I mean you know, that's what we want to do. What we want to do. You know what I say all the time, James, is that I'm fine with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm fine with the LGBTQ movement. I'm fine with the Women to Live movement. I'm fine with all the movements. I'm fine with all the movements. And I think they need to happen. But I always say it's not until the person, say the LGBTQ 
uh, Q community. It's not until they step over the line to help the Black Lives Matter community, or the Black Lives Matter community stands up for the women's rights. And, and they're all standing up. For, it's not until you cross that line that you have unity. Because you can stand up all you want for yourselves, and it's a righteous, valid cause. But you're no closer to unity until you're on someone else's shoes trying to help them. I will pick it back off what you just said, and what I always say is that, and it was very similar to what you're kind of saying, I say, I say it a little differently, but I say that every movement needs allies who are not in the movement. That's how I always put it. No yeah, absolutely. Change, no change will happen until the allies, the people who you're kind of against, so to speak, hear you and agree with you. Until then, it will never change. Until, and I mean, this is my opinion, might be controversial, people keep it upset and say me tweets, people, because I don't care. Um, for me, there is white privilege. This is my opinion. There is. And I feel that until white folks actually agree with that, no change will happen. And it's above everything else. Just that alone, just that part alone, until, until they say, okay, yeah, we kind of agree with you, we do kind of have it, in these forms then change can actually, conversation can happen. Until that happens, there's not going to happen. And then on the converse of that, all these, you know, uh, there's a lot of gang activity here in Los Angeles, other parts of the country, until those people can stop with the gang activity and the selling the drugs, but and can admit that there's something wrong with the system, we can kind of pull together, right. no change will happen. So it goes both ways. It goes, to me, it goes each side. I tell, I tell, Hello, black people, if we pull together, like truly pull together, who knows what can happen? A lot of other races pull together and make things happen. I know, I know a lot of Latinos who live ten in a house. They live in a three-bedroom house. They all work. They, the money goes into the house. And then all of a sudden, as each one grows up and gets married, they have their own house and their own car. And they, and they support each other's businesses. And there's a whole system that happens. And I'm like, we need that also. Right. I just think that what you said, I saw it so true to say, just that people who are not part of a movement, until they can agree with the movement, the movement, will it's going to be harder for the movement to actually spread wings. Absolutely. That's the problem. I will say, though, uh, um, I do feel like there is white, white privilege, but as a short guy... <laughs> I I felt like a minority my entire life. <laughs> you get treated differently. <laughs> um, uh, let me ask you along those lines. I know a lot of people in, in the Hollywood area, a lot of people in the entertainment industry are kind of a little bit standoffish on the topic. You know, I do my other show on Scientology. Do you have an opinion on Scientology, or are you are you one of those folks that would rather not talk about it because of contacts and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I have friends with Scientologists here. I mean, I mean that's, that's their business. I don't. I'm a person who doesn't really. I don't do. I it's funny. It's the most political I've ever talked. I don't really talk political or anything on any of my stuff on purpose because enough people who are better than I am can do it. Right. And do a lot better than. Um, but I do. I, I'm well read. I do follow what's going on, and um, and I actually took the test. 30 years ago, oh. lured me into one of these locations in Sacramento, and I thought it was a harmless thing, and, and all of a sudden I was taking a test, and then they were trying, my brother, who I live with, who hit, hit me and him, 
They still send him letters. Ah. Uh, I was talking like 30 years ago. And so it's really interesting. I mean, I, I think it's, I think to some people it seems to really work. Like I said, I have some friends who are you know, in the business, who are Scientologists, who I love to death. I know they love me. I mean, they have no, no issues at all. Just not for me. Okay. There's certain religions that do. So I don't... I think if it's not for you, if they're hurting you, then you need to, you need to speak out. Okay. So, so I feel like at this point, based on what you just said, the best thing I can do for this conversation and for you is to move on with the conversation. <laughs> I don't want to cause any problems for you. No, they're not coming from. I just, I just don't have any amazing thing. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of what Leah Remini is doing, and, mm-hmm. and she had a really bad experience, and she's speaking out, and she's getting these shows. I'm mean, good for her. I don't really have any. I don't really have any bleeping things. I, just, I know for me, it's not for me. I think it's kind of weird, but I, mean, I don't know. I just like the MIT struggle. I'm friends who are Catholic. I grew up Catholic, and not anymore. I'm next Catholic, and I just. There's just certain things that by each religion that I know about, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm ready for that. But I feel like if you need to speak out on it, you should speak out on it. If you were hurt by it, you should get out there and talk about it. I, I think I think the best way to leave this again, because um, people just need to do research. Just do research before you do anything. Before you before you before you accept a contract or sign anything or agree to anything, just just know what you're getting into. Okay, now, I will say, okay, here's something that, that's, a, okay, this is a great segue in a sense, too, because I'm at that point now in my career. Right. We're actually talking about I might need a publicist now. Oh. And so the publicists have reached out to me. So now it's that point in my, my career. I'm starting, I'm having my growth spurt, and things are starting to happen. But I'm like, ooh, okay. But like, like you said, you have to make sure it's the right thing. You can make mistakes, and that happens. But you shouldn't normally make mistakes. So read the fine print. You know, vet everything. Vet that person. Vet that organization. Vet that website. You know, go out there and really, I agree with you for everything, whether it's Scientology or a contract at a hotel or, you know, a TV thing. Yeah. People have to do over so much. Yes. It can be I have such trust issues. Such trust issues with the entertainment industry, but I... Still want to be part of it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Some of those things. You're obviously a crazy person. Right. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. You're crazy too. Well, obviously, 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 you're insane. You're completely insane and crazy because this business is insanely crazy. Right. And the more I'm in it, stuff I can't, stuff I really can't tell you on air. The things I know and see all the time, it is, it is outrageous. And my father worked in politics for 50 years. I remember that was outrageous too. Um, you know, people will be very surprised at what some of their stars and people do off camera. Um, yeah, we don't talk. We don't talk off record enough. We need to talk more. Go ahead. <laughs> some crazy stuff. I mean, probably some. You probably wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, it's like just, it's just, it's. We're dealing with human beings, and you're dealing with a, a fantasy world. Hollywood is a fantasy world out here. It's very, it's very, it, it's class. And, you know, these folks are on this side of Wilshire Boulevard, these folks are on those. I mean, it's completely a fantasy. And so I work in it, and I hear things all the time. I'm like, oh my God, you hear that? So I'm trying to stay as authentic as possible while I'm going through this. And sometimes it's really, and it's not hard for me not to be authentic, but it's something that's hard for me to, like, just, like, hear it. Like, Jesus. Or be told something, like, 
Papa James. You know, you probably should dye your goatee because, you know, that gray makes you look a little older. And I'm wow. Like, I'm keeping the gray. Got a goatee. I'm not changing it at all. I'm like, you can fix my grit. Or, <laughs> um, James, when you shake your head sometimes, you look a little more aggressive. Okay. I'm James Hot Jr. I don't feel aggressive at all to anybody when you see me on TV or anything. I'm completely aggressive. <laughs> like, when you're trying to say it looks too black, got it. Meanwhile, I'll just say, James, keep a goatee and, and, and shaved head, you're hot. So, like, it's, it's really weird. Or, like, tell me, black is in James, you're going to do really well right now. They think they say, I mean, they, people are so blunt here, and they say this matter of factly. That you, 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 I mean, I can't get offended anymore. It's just like, you know, okay. It's not even personal. It's not even personal. I, had a, I went for a role once. He said, but that was a grandfather in their 40s. It was, it was early. I'm a grandfather in my 40s. They told me, you know, I, I can't believe you're a grandfather in your 40s. You, 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 you need some work. I want in real life. Like, I live it. Like, I totally live it. I have three grandchildren. I live it. It's just, it's just, it's just so the, the, this, this business that you want to be in is so bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. I love it. Just stay grounded, man, because I think the business needs more grounded people. So that's good. Uh, it's I'm good fine. that you're there. I'm my best. Let's change that culture, man. Yeah. So uh, we're, ready, we're winding down on timers. So what I'm going to do with you here, James, is uh, we, we don't do 10 questions on the second interview. We do word association. I saw you just recently recently did ten questions on another show, so apparently I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> I figured it was yeah. probably something people do. They do the whole thing too. It's like so, but their questions are so bizarre too. I, I love them. I, mean, I want to give them a shout because they're a great podcast. They're two great guys, Brett Dabber and Marty Shannon. Great guys. They support my career. I support theirs. Um, they're such. They're just. I just want to give them a shout. They have a podcast. It's really great. Excellent. All right. Very good. Even though they stole my ten questions, which they probably did before me, who knows? But uh, <laughs> I think everybody does a version of the same thing everywhere now. Late night, everywhere. It doesn't matter. Okay. So this word association is a little bit different than what you say. It gets a variation of what someone else does, right? Uh, is that just one word? It's the first three words that come to mind. Uh, on these things that I say. It's five things I'm going to tell you. Okay. All right, so number one, bird association with James Ladd Jr. Uh, baseball. I don't like. <laughs> okay, number two, Prince. I miss every day. Number three, Oprah. Love and hater. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four. <laughs> Days of our lives. Really bad these days. Well, ugly four words. Really bad these days. <laughs> really bad days. <laughs> Is that why you stopped covering it? I don't. I don't cover it. They. They still show it on the air. They say it's on the air. The three co-hosts are still there. I pop it occasionally and just kind of make noise and leave. But I'm, I, I'm on that show anymore full time. Ah, uh, can't 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 recapture the '80s and '90s. All right, number five. <laughs> huh? They might be able to do it. They have, new, they have a new head writer right now who might be able to do it. So give it five more months. All right, very good. 
And number five, podcast. First two words. Um, actually, what's on my, my life today? Fair enough. Well, James Loud Jr., hopefully by the time this airs, you provided me with a little sample I can play for my audience of I Am Ready. I am ready to play that, and I'm ready to end this podcast, man. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you came on and talked to me. I always enjoy talking to you. Oh, my God. It goes like so fast every single time I, I come on here. Like, it goes like so fast. I'm like, we're done. There's you, more to talk about. You feel you feel like there's more. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new book out called May 10th. Amazon.com. I have three books on Amazon.com. Just type in James Bond Jr. My books come up. I want people to read them. They're short stories. That's what you make that out. Okay, I'll, um, James Lott Jr. short stories on Amazon. I'll see if I can link something there on, on the uh, on the description for you. Okay. Anything else? You're you're doing good. You're, yeah, I, I think I think you should continue doing this. Continue fighting the good fight. You know, and just hang in there. And again, you you watch your other friends kind of blossom and grow into areas. Oh uh, yeah. And it's, it's you too. It's it's gonna happen to you too. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, and I hope you don't forget the little guys when you get big. And if I get bigger or faster, I'll I'll try not to forget you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Always thought I was a star. Just got a little catching up now. That's all. Awesome. That's oh, all it is. God. You're ready. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem. You take care, James. All right. As always, a great interview with James Ladd Jr. Always fun talking with him. I wish I could improve the audio on that. Uh, we had to use like a secondary phone or some kind of issue with the connection. But uh, that's James Ladd Jr. Uh, I'll take you out with I Am Ready a little bit, a little, little teaser of that. Uh, but next on the plate, of course, tomorrow, if you don't listen to my Scientology material, maybe you'll listen tomorrow because it's Leo Remini, the new star of Kevin Can Wait. Congratulations to Leo on that. And, uh, of course, the host of Scientology in the Aftermath will be my guest. You'll hear that interview in its entirety, unedited, almost as close as you'll get to a conversation with me and Leah. Uh, just She'll be a little bit more guarded, and I'll have you a little bit more prepared with talking points than we would in a regular conversation, but it's going to be really good. Make sure you check it out. In fact, just because I like hearing it, here's the promo for tomorrow's show. Hi, this is Leah Remini. Whatever you're doing next Friday, knock it off and come get some extra. So awesome. Okay, so I'll take you out with I Am Ready. That about sums it up. See you tomorrow. I'll come get some extra with Leah Remini. I am ready for success. I am success. I am ready. I am ready. 